0: listening to the 3CR podcast of In psychedelia. In psychedelia is broadcast live every Sunday from 2pm. For more information, head to 3cr.org.au. To
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the program uh, for this Sunday afternoon. And We're nearly through January already, that's how quick things are going. Uh, Thank you to Freedom of Species, who will be back next week from 1pm. If you want to find out more about their show, 3cr.org.au and follow the links to the Freedom of Species program page. Uh, My name is Nick Wallace in the studio with Ash Blackwell. Ash, how are you doing? Afternoon, I'm very good, thanks. Uh, And also with Andy Bain from Students for Sensible Drug Policy Australia. Hello,
2: thanks for having me on the show. Uh,
1: Now, it's been an exciting week for the Students for Sensible Drug Policy Mm-hmm. Um, in both Melbourne and Sydney uh, this week. Um, uh, Andy, you're going to tell us a little bit about what... In fact, the whole show is going to be about what's been going on because it is huge. Uh, we, mm-hmm. uh, It looks like it's going to... I mean, it looks like it's already making a difference, but it's only... It, the campaign, which we're going to be talking about in just a tick, slash I already am, I'm sort of f- foreshadowing it a little bit, um, is Be Heard, Not Harmed. And that's, that's it. what we're going to be doing today, being heard, mm-hmm. not harmed. Um, but I have got a sharp pen in here somewhere, so maybe a little bit of harm. But...
2: <laughs> I'll keep my eye on you, Nick. Thanks. It's a good idea. Yeah, changes in the air. Yeah, Um, the campaign's been gathering a lot of momentum so far, Um, and yeah, we're just getting started So since since the launch on Wednesday. um, Yeah, things are looking really exciting, and um, congratulations to everyone up in Sydney, Um, the um, pill testing rally, and Sophia from uh, SSDP New South Wales spoke incredibly well. Maybe we should just hear a a, a quick bit from uh, Tim Fraser,
1: who is the uh, Communications Coordinator for Students for Sensible Drug Policy uh, in Melbourne, Australia? I'm I'm not, because the organisation is growing and growing. Uh, Since a year ago, um, just the the, the scale of things and the ability to pull off this campaign that has already attracted national news um, is is amazing. Um, So this is Tim Tim Fraser speaking uh, at Be Heard Not Harm, just about um, why he supports pill testing.
3: Well, I think the more information that people have, and the more accessibility there is to healthcare that's properly, you know, purposeful, and
4: the- thats
1: not well- Tim. <laughs> um, actually, I wonder, what, I wonder what happened there. Um, I thought that was his. Was it going to be his voice? Uh, okay. Well, look. we'll maybe we'll go straight into the uh, into the speeches uh, from the evening. Uh, Andy, do you want to tell us a little bit about who was there, what happened on Wednesday night? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm?
2: yeah so um, yeah, we had a massive turnout um, at Revolver upstairs um, on yeah last Wednesday, the 16th. Um, it was the campaign launch. Um, and yeah, so I sort of was running around with a microphone um, and a camera and just chatting to a bunch of people asking them why they support pill testing and the the responses we got, um, I think just highlighted that uh, young people out there have the experience, the the motivation and and, and the passion um, that's really going to bring this campaign. Um, yeah, really going to lift it up, and they're, they're the voices that are not being heard. And so we're going to change that.
1: And we're going to hear from those um, voices in some Vox Pops a little bit later. But um, first up, there were four main speakers uh, on the evening. You had two politicians
2: uh, and two speakers. Um, those were? Absolutely. Yeah. So we had um, some of our allies in Parliament. So we had Richard Di Natale, um, which was, yeah, he spoke incredibly well um, and really heartfelt. Um, Fiona Patton from the Reason Party, yeah, who did um, an incredible job. Um, they've both. Yeah, supported us, um, I guess, essentially from day one. Um, and Nick Kent, sorry, our national director, uh, spoke really, really well. Um, I actually had a bit of a cry after his speech. I had tears in my eyes, which is like, I yeah, that never happens. Um, and we also had um, Steph janettis um, Steph from DanceWise. Yeah, she's the, the coordinator of the DanceWise program in Victoria. Um, and she always is fantastic at articulating um, why young people need to be included in the debate.
1: You're going to hear those voices now. Um. Also in the room, there were three other MPs, I believe. Three. The,
4: uh, we had.
5: To- yeah. There was. There was Tim Reid, who's the um, drug and alcohol spokesperson for the Victorian Greens, and David Limbrick from the Liberal Democratic Party, the member for think- Southeastern Metro in the Upper House.
1: I think Jason Ball was there as well. Oh yeah, oh, he he's was. not an MP. Um, oh he- wait. He- no, not Jason Bull. Um Sam Sam, Sam Hibbert, yeah. Yeah.
5: Member for Paran, I think. That's yeah.
2: right. Yeah. yeah, Brand, is it down there? Not Brand. Maybe it's Brand. Brand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, there was a there was a good spread of politicians
5: yeah. from the political spectrum, unfortunately not from the major parties, but hopefully we can change that soon.
1: Yeah, well, with so many MPs um <laughs> they're going to have to start listening. This is from the Be Heard Not Harmed uh, campaign launch on Wednesday night at Revolver in Paran oh, A bit of music first We had lots of music <laughs> This is in Psychedelia on 3CR
6: haig and i'm one of the coordinators of the victorian hub of students for sensible drug policy the only youth-led advocacy group for drug law reform in australia and i think it is really important that the youth voices are heard because we are so often silenced and we've seen in recent weeks unfortunately very clearly what happens when young people are silenced tragically we've seen deaths and politicians responding by talking nonsense but we're here and we know that pill testing works Um, Let me introduce our speakers, which do include some politicians that do talk sense, um, in this campaign to get pill testing legalised and available to young people. So first we have uh, Senator Richard Di Natale, Leader of the Australian Greens.
7: Thanks everybody. Um, Let me begin by acknowledging that we are on Aboriginal land. I want to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging and let's acknowledge that sovereignty of this land was never ceded. I uh, want to make a few other acknowledgements. I think we've got uh, our two state MPs, our Sam Hibbins, our member for Paran. You're in Paran at the moment, so Sam's here. I want to acknowledge him. Uh, Tim Reid, a new member of the State Parliament who is uh, also a doctor, a member for Brunswick, and, again, another very strong advocate for drug law reform. You'll have another champion in the State Parliament. We've got Steph Hodgins-May, our a candidate for uh, McNamara, which was previously Melbourne Ports, uh, and somebody who has been uh, with me on this journey for many, many years, somebody who will be taking a really strong position on drug law reform, on pill testing, on medically supervised injecting centres into the federal parliament. And if you want to volunteer for Steph's campaign, <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, look her up. So Steph's over there. Uh, look, I really want to acknowledge um, all of the tremendous work that's gone into today's launch. And like, Uh, all good things. This has been many, many months, indeed years in the making. Um, I met Nick um, from Students for Sensible Drug Policy and some of his allies probably more than a year ago now. I'd say it's been a few years that we've had, two years. Um, And I I said to him then, but I've said to him again tonight, uh, while it's important that you've got voices in the parliament on this issue, we're not going to get the change that we need unless there is a movement from within the community, unless we organise, unless we come together, unless we um, do what we're doing today. We've got a big rally again, I think the Sydney chapter are doing something on Saturday. Momentum is growing and it's so important. While you've got people like myself, like Fiona, other Greens MPs who are champions for drug law reform and for pill testing, we won't get other politicians to take the action that needs to be taken unless you demand it, unless we organise together and make our voices heard inside the Parliament and outside the Parliament. And that's why I want to thank all of you for coming today and being part of this. It is historic. As somebody who's worked as a drug and alcohol doctor, as somebody who's been passionate about this in the Parliament, as a father of two young kids... As somebody who desperately wants us to take a more evidence-based, decent, compassionate approach, I know that we will not get the change we need unless we work together to demand it. Um, From the perspective of somebody who's been fighting for this for years, um, people say, oh, well, you know, why um, why don't people stop using drugs and the problem would be done and dusted? Well... How about you come into the 21st century? How about you acknowledge reality? How about you acknowledge that humans have taken drugs that affect the way they experience the world from the moment we became humans? It's part of the human experience. It always has been, and it always will be. So the question for us, as policymakers, is are we going to continue with this tired rhetoric that belongs in another century, that's never worked, by the way, or are we going to accept the reality that people will continue to make this choice and our responsibility as policymakers is whether they should have to pay for their lives for making a choice that people have been made since the moment we became humans? That's why I'm here. I'm here because I know that as policymakers, we have the tools to make sure that the choices that people make are safer choices that parents don't have to go to the funerals of their children. That as a parent, I know that if my kid decides they're going to take an illicit substance, that they're going to be offered the opportunity to test what they're taking and to make sure that what they're taking won't kill them. That's why I'm here. I'm here because I believe that it's the only decent, compassionate and sensible approach to an issue that we have faced for time immemorial. So as somebody who comes at this as a health professional, as a politician, as a parent, let me say to you that you have our complete and utter support through this campaign. We were there from the start with Students for Sensible Drug Policy, with DanceWise. I want to acknowledge Revolver for hosting us today. Because we need all of the allies that we have, working together, being public, making our voices heard. This is one of the few areas in public discourse where you can talk about somebody who's using a drug in terms that we would never use for any other member of society. It's the most stigmatised, discriminated against group in society. And as I said earlier, in 10 years or in 20 years, I hope it's shorter than that, we're going to look back at the way we treated people who make a choice to ingest a substance, to use a substance, as I said, simply because someone at some time in the recent history said it was illegal to do so, that we could treat them in the way that we do. Criminalise it, drive them underground, force them to take risks that no one should be forced to take. And we'll apologise to those people who we've locked up, who we've given criminal records to, and who we've effectively driven underground. We as a society need to acknowledge the reality of what's happening and what has always happened. And as a politician in the parliament, what you will get from me, what you will get from every member of the Greens is an approach that's based on evidence, that's based on humanity, and that's based on compassion. The premier of this state says that they are proud to lead a progressive government. Well, you cannot champion your progressive uh, credentials unless you're prepared to make sure that everybody in this state has access to pill testing. You cannot. The premier of New South Wales continues to tell lies about what pill testing would do, as though somehow if we introduce pill testing, people would start using drugs. Well, I've got news for her. People don't use drugs because pill testing's available. People don't start injecting heroin because we build a safe injecting centre. People didn't start injecting heroin because we gave them clean needles. People use drugs for all sorts of other reasons and our job is to make sure they don't pay for that choice with their lives. And the Premier of New South Wales needs to explain to the families of those young people who have tragically lost their lives while she stood in the way of the health professionals who are prepared to offer this service to people right around the country. We're not asking politicians to stand up and say, we're going to pour billions of dollars into this. We're asking politicians to get out of the way, to allow health professionals to do their job and to allow people to be safe. That's what we're asking for, that's what you're asking for, and we're with you. Thanks, everyone.
6: Next up, we'll have Fiona Patten, MLC. She's the leader of the Reason Party and recently re-elected member of the Northern Metropolitan Region in the Victorian Legislative Council.
8: Hello, everyone. Um, and yet, look, another round of applause, please, for all of you being here for making that stand, for standing up to be heard. Um, please, can I hear another round of applause? <laughs> also, uh, for, for Richard, for being so passionate on this issue. And before I go on, I too would like to acknowledge that we are on Aboriginal land and pay my respects to Elders past and present and emerging and also recognise that, as was so eloquently put, our crap drug laws um, affect our Aboriginal brothers and sisters in, in far greater numbers. Um, than, ..than any other group in our community. Now, I know Revolver has been taking photos over at this... ..and I, I'm just not sure politicians giving speeches in nightclubs... <laughs> ..is really that great for your image. Um, just saying, you know. In fact, I... Um, <coughs> this reminds me in a, in a weird way... Uh, two years ago, when I was running the, when I set up the drug law reform inquiry, we took a delegation of politicians overseas, and we took them to Secret Garden, um, this wonderful music festival, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, and. I'd, I'd never, we never, I could never seen three people, four people look more out of place than we did, and some of them, like, well, they, they wore jeans, and they, I've never seen them in jeans before, and I don't think they'd worn them that often because they were very neatly creased. Um, but those politicians did witness pill testing, and they saw how it worked, and they saw that, in many ways, pill testing provides you with that door to health information, that door to education. And that is what this is about. Um, The same as, you know, in, in the 1980s when I was volunteering on a mobile bus handing out needles and syringes, it enabled us to talk about safer drug use. We didn't say drug use was safe and we don't say it now and pill testing doesn't say that drug use is safe. What we say is let's give you some information and let's try and make it safer. Now, politicians have accepted that harm reduction and harm minimisation are crucial tools in protecting our society and we saw that through needle exchange programs and, in fact, we were the first country just about in the world to adopt a national approach to needle exchanges. We saw that eventually um, with the Supervised Injecting Centre in Richmond Now, that one did take a little bit longer to convince them that this was going to save lives and also it was a gateway into a health service. It was a gateway to provide more information and to provide support and keep people alive and we know that that injecting centre has done that. And that is why, you know, it's so frustrating and so, um, well, so ridiculous that we have a Premier here saying... I'm progressive, and look at the great stuff I did around harm reduction. I set up a supervised and drug injecting centre. And yet in the same thing, he says, but I oppose pill testing. Now, I'm sorry, Premier, you can't do both. You can't be, and and Richard said this as well, you can't be, call yourself a progressive Premier and oppose pill testing. It doesn't work. You can be one or the other, but you can't do both. And seeing all of you here, like when we... Ran the campaign to get the supervised injecting centre. We got different organisations and the students for sensible drug law reform, drug policy. Dancewise were part of that cohort of partners that did that. And seeing all of you here today, um, providing that that voice, and you will find many of us joining you. And I also would say um, David Limbrick's in the in the House, um, a new member of the Upper House um, for the Liberal Democrats. So. Thank you, David, for coming along. Um, So, David also supports pill testing. So, the numbers are growing and we will be vocal and I will continue to push um, the Premier and the Cabinet to do this. It's wonderful because we need you guys. I mean, when I look on the television, it's not me... ...that they're showing the photo of the person who tragically died at the music festival. Although I probably had my fair share of drugs at a music festival... ...but um, uh, (laughs) it's another story. However... But it's the faces of young people, so it needs to be your voices that we are hearing. And I'm so impressed with you all for doing that today. This is not easy. Um, to organise an event like this is wonderful. And I can tell you, we will be taking your message to Parliament. We will, be taking, we will be knocking on the doors of the Ministers in Cabinet. And we will continue to do that until they allow pill testing. Until you are heard, not harmed. Thank you.
6: <laughs> Our third speaker will be Steph Giannis. Coordinator of Dancewise, a program of Harm Reduction Victoria that utilizes the peer education model to reduce drug-related harm at Victorian dance parties, festivals, nightclubs, and public events.
9: This is pretty cool. <laughs> I have to say really? Yeah, really? no, this is exciting. the energy in this space is palpable. It's it's really exciting to have a moment where we do get to celebrate how the people in this room and the extended networks that we represent, we are providing a united front we're being reasonable and compassionate. There there are very few moments when you're advocating uh, against a highly stigmatized issue like uh, providing non-discriminatory health information for people who use drugs. Um, a lot of you in this room, I'm very privileged to have worked uh, alongside. Many of you on the front line, there's a lot of volunteers in this room who give so much of their time, and they're doing it right now. <laughs> like, This this entire campaign is fueled by volunteers and uh, the Dancewise program, many of you are aware of what we do, but I'll just summarize what we do and the lifeblood of our program is our volunteers. We're very grateful uh, for our government funding as well, don't get me wrong, but it is dwarfed by the the amount that is given by the community. Um, So Dancewise delivers uh, drug related outreach services at music festivals and events. We provide uh, non-judgmental, evidence-based information about safer ways to use drugs, make people aware of the risks and give them opportunities to reduce the risks and ultimately reduce the harm involved with their choices. Sometimes people do need support and we are there providing them again with non-judgmental support. And this is how the the network grows. When you you give people Empirical evidence—you give them, you empower them with the opportunity to make reasoned decisions. People do want to choose things that support their own health and well-being, and foster health, the health and well-being of their communities. So it, it's just so beautiful to be part of something that is authentically grassroots. Um, and enjoy today, because as you all know, if you are following this, uh, following this movement. Grassroots initiatives are hard work, and there are a lot of times where you are banging your head against a brick wall. You're being told that you are wrong, but just keep going, because it's movements like this that make real change. Uh, so be heard, not harmed. It's a great initiative, and honored to be part of it.
6: <laughs> Lastly, we have Nick Kent, President and one of the early members of Students for Sensible Drug Policy,
10: All right, um, thank you everyone for being here. Um, I actually wanna pause and actually say that really, really seriously. Thank you for being here, especially to everyone in yellow for all your help and everyone who's, um, I guess, taken the time to really realize that this is something that you need to show up for and something that you can show up for. And that's what I'm gonna talk a bit more about. But first of all, round of applause for all you all. I also want to acknowledge the traditional owners, the Wurundjeri and the Bunurong, and pay respect to all elders past, present and emerging. Um, I also want to just, I guess, wrap up a bit of this and talk a little bit more about what we're actually doing, what Be Heard Not Harmed is and where it came from and where it's going to go and how we're going to all win pill testing across the country together by keeping doing this. Um, we've already heard from our awesome political allies Thank you again for being here and for your awesome words that this is possible and that this is up to us to do because the politicians that get to make decisions on this at the moment, heads in the sand. It's ridiculous the extent to which they're not listening to evidence and they're not listening to really everyone, if you ask me at this point. Um, (laughs) And so... Um, a little bit more, I guess, context, um, we're from Students for Sensible Drug Policy Australia, um, so I'm now the national director of a growing, seriously growing national movement of young people who are standing up and saying, hang on, that drug policy there, that's not based on evidence, and that drug policy there harmed me and my friends, and that's what we're here to start saying. Um, it's also been an organisation that over the last few years has given me the confidence to become an expert in drug education and given me the confidence to be able to stand up here and or, like help organise something like this um, and really, I guess... Believe deep down in me that it is this kind of movement that's going to create this kind of change. So I want to thank like our founders who are here, Ash and Penny. Um, I want to thank our mentors at the Centre for Australian Progress, who over the last six months have been schooling up myself and some of the other SSDP Australia team on how to run grassroots campaigns. Um, and this is only the launch. Okay, we're not even getting started. Um, so a bit more stuff around where "Be Heard, Not Harm" came from, where the idea came from. Um, we, like I said before, you know, like we watch the news, we turn it on and we see stuff that breaks our hearts, you know. I mean, if, if you're a young person who uses drugs or doesn't use drugs, you have someone in your circle who uses drugs. You have probably more than likely have someone in your circle who attends events or festivals. Um, and in this, we're one community. No matter what music you listen to, no matter what festival you attend or whether you attend them, where. Under 30, we don't have a voice in this debate, um, and that needs to change, and that is going to be the thing that makes this change happen. Um, And here's my proof, I guess. Um, This all started this season. It's a seasonal thing Um, in September um, at Defcon 1 Music Festival in Sydney. Um, And a parliamentary session, a special parliamentary session, was called by the New South Wales Greens and a few other members of the Progressive Crossbench when Gladys Berejeklian called an expert panel... That involved the liquor industry, the police, and um, someone else who was completely unqualified. I can't even remember. <laughs> um, and um, and all evidence was therefore ignored in the reporting um, that came out on that. But what the progressive members of the crossbench did was call a special parliamentary session and get everyone together in this space to talk about where to from here. So we had academics there, um, we had uh, you know representatives from the music festival industry, and I was invited as a representative of young people, that's what SSDP is is here to do, is represent young people um, speaking out in this debate. Um, And there's plenty of opportunities for more people to get involved, which I'll talk about in a sec. Um, But that really brought it home for me at that that session um, where we sat around the table and I listened for a good couple of hours from experts say things that we've heard experts say for years. Um, We had music festival people, to their credit, speak out. Um, and say that this is something that needs to happen. But I was the only person there representing young people. I was the only person there representing the people that get talked about in the media, as Fiona said, the people whose photos come up um, that look like us, that look young, and that look um, like they wanted to go out and have a good time with their friends, and instead they died. Um, I also think we should just pause and pay respects to them and to their families, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> that parliamentary session ended on me saying this, essentially. And um, I was a bit nervous and I broke up a little bit and I had Jenny Leung, uh, the member for Newtown, um, kind of back me up and repeat that message that it's lovely to hear from all you academics and all you, you know, experts and stuff like that. But the voice that we don't hear in this debate is the voice that Nick just sprang. And more of those voices need to be in this debate. Um, and that, the the confidence that I got from that um, and the, the sort of... Um, Support that we have across movements, across, um, you know, organizations like DanceWise um, has just been bolstering and bolstering ever since last September. Um, And we've been working on this campaign really ever since then. Um, And we took it to Strawberry Fields Music Festival. We partnered with DanceWise and um, we wanted to check if this brand and this idea would land with the people that we're trying to speak to. And it did. And, you know, most of us were on DanceWise shifts, so we didn't have a whole lot of time. We spent one afternoon just two or three hours speaking to people and getting them to sign our petition. We got over 500 petition signatures in that time period. So our proof of concept that young people want to engage with this policy issue and when they're given a platform, when they're given a campaign to get behind, they unequivocally will. And that combined with this unanimous kind of, Um, Acknowledgement that it's the young people in this debate that are going to get this policy over the line is exactly why we're all here today. So again, thank you very much for coming. So what are we going to do? We've got a plan. And like I said, we've been receiving uh, expert campaigning mentorship from the uh, mentors at the Centre for Australian Progress over the last six months. So we know how to do this now. Um, We're a national organisation and we have a team up in Sydney that you're going to be hearing from very, very soon. They're the team, they're the young people that have been dealing with this tragedy this festival season. It's mostly in New South Wales at the moment. There's a huge rally on Saturday. If anyone's in town in Sydney on the weekend, head to it. It's at the town hall, and it's a collaboration between Keep Sydney Open, Reclaim the Streets, Unharm, who we've got our ally Wilter Groning here tonight supporting the campaign, um, and Students for Sensible Drug Policy and the Be Heard Not Harm campaign. And you're going to hear from Sophia, our New South Wales coordinator, speak from the heart about what it feels like to be a young person in New South Wales at the moment watching this ridiculous debate. Um, we're also going to have um a bunch of campaign ambassador trainings over the next few months where you can join the people in yellow here if you want to be trained up on how to speak about this issue and how to connect that policy uh what you're saying on this policy issue to your local representatives and people in power and we have a a pretty sort of um uh sophisticated campaign strategy for how we're going to roll that out Um, We're also Students for Sensible Drug Policy, so we're going to be getting this campaign out on campuses all throughout the year, through our 10 university chapters around the country that continue to grow. Um, And we're going to be, through music festivals and campuses and other outreach that we're going to conduct throughout the year, um, get this message, get this campaign out to young people um, and and empower them, rather than convince them, empower them to realise that them speaking up and them demanding this and then reflecting that statistic that we don't hear in this debate—that it's four in five young people who support pill testing—we've known that for about a decade. That research, we don't hear that um, that that point in this debate at all, and we get to hear all these other statistics. But that's a really important one: is that the affected community here can read evidence and they unequivocally support this policy change. So how you can get involved. So everyone here, I'm really imploring you to get as involved as you can. Whether you're youth or not, we need your support. As Steph said, grassroots activism is draining. We're a community led campaign. We have some initial funding from a philanthropic foundation that is gonna match any funding that we raise tonight. We are begging you to commit anything you can to donate to our crowdfunder that we've just launched and to contribute to this campaign. It's not gonna be easy to get this message out to young people all around the country and to train them up to get that message to the politicians. But if you believe in this movement and if you believe in all of us, these speakers, and if you believe in each other for being here, then I really ask that you can commit anything you can to help get this over the line. Please also sign the petition and um, you can head to our website. We've got a bunch of stuff on there that can school you up on how to talk about this issue. And by signing our petition, you'll also be kept in the loop Um, of all the events that are going to be occurring around the country throughout this year, throughout the rest of the festival season, until we've convinced every state government in this country, starting with Victoria and New South Wales, that this is a policy change that we expect. And that until we see it, young people are going to keep losing faith in their elected representatives because they're not listening to us and they're not listening to the evidence. So I really think we can do it all together. I think we've shown that by everyone coming here um, and adding your presence to it. And um, if you can keep adding your support, spread the word, share it on social media, donate, sign the petition, and let's be heard, not harmed. Thank you.
1: National Director of Students for Sensible Drug Policy Australia, Nick Kent. They are speaking at the Be Heard, Not Harmed campaign launch, which was held at Revs Revolvers are on Wednesday night, and we're going to be hearing shortly from the uh, Sydney campaign leg, uh, where they were uh, campaigning as part of uh, the Keep uh, Sydney Open, the um, uh, uh, Reclaim the Streets rally. And we'll be hearing from that soon and also some vox pops from the Be Heard Not Harmed night. This is in Psychedelia on 3CR.
8: We sail for human rights, Indigenous sovereignty, and climate justice. Our destination is Manus Island. Join us for the Freedom Flotilla, sailforjustice.org get on
0: board
1: a 3CR supporter their in jail, their hell. and psychedelia on 3CR my name is Nick and sitting with me in the studio at the moment is Andy Bain and uh, Ash Blackwell yo um Murray is also sitting off off mic but um you don't have anything in particular to say he's just giving a thumbs up he wishes he was there on Wednesday <laughs> um <laughs> that's all we'll say at the moment now um we're gonna hear a couple of voices from the uh keep uh, no, reclaimed the streets in Sydney Rally. I think that the Keep Sydney Open people were there as well. It was they quite were, a collection. Yeah. Um, so just the Reclaim the Streets thing has been a movement since about the mid-90s, I believe. I think it all started up uh, as, a, as a backlash to the sort of um, corporate takeover of public space. And in the same vein, you could look at um, movements like the Occupy movement in the, uh, 2010, 2011, 2012 um, as sort of reflecting similar sorts of values. But it's, it's hoovered up a lot of other uh, progressive issues as, as time has gone on. And obviously in New South Wales, massive problems with um, uh, public... Um, just restrictions lockout laws move
5: on laws anti-protest laws um, sniffer dogs in the streets there's a whole range Mm. of issues in New South Wales that are relevant for that
2: yeah and it seems like they've been united by their um, by their oppression up there yeah like young people across all communities um, have been affected by yeah by what's happening there and there
1: were a number of speakers on. Well, it was yesterday, actually. Yesterday afternoon, that the rally was on. Um, heard that it was very successful. Um, now you 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 were both watching it. I, I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing. I've only seen these little segments. Um, what was uh, what was it like? Did you get a, an idea for numbers there?
2: Yeah, we were sitting in uh, Carlton Gardens with a few other SSD peers. Um, yeah, watching the live feed, um, and yeah, giving our um, our support from from down here, um, when Sophia spoke. Um, Yeah, but so Will from Unharmed, Will Trigoning, um, yeah, he also spoke. Um, We had Jesse from Dancewise New South Wales, yeah, and there was a bunch of Dancewise's there. and who else was there? I think we had It was
5: Tyson Coe from Keep Sydney Open, um, Dr. Karen Phelps, the new independent MP uh, in the federal seat of, can't quite remember. Uh, Wentworth. Wentworth, Wentworth. Yeah. yes, it's Wentworth, yeah. that's right. See you turn, and um, <laughs> uh, Senator Richard Di Natale and um, David Shoebridge from the New South Wales mm. Greens also spoke
1: um, and he's also and, and his office also behind the sniff off campaign, which correct. is um, hitting back against yeah. the uh, uh, rather um, excessive use of sniffer dogs in New South Wales. Yeah, and
5: I had a look at some of the other little snippets of video and um, some of the photos. It looked like a really massive turnout, like definitely a thousand plus people. I'm not sure what the numbers were wow. officially estimated at, but it was a it was a really big rally, and there was a big mix of people as well. There was you know your usual drug policy crowd, but quite a lot of families. Um, a lot of people are really getting motivated to show up for this issue now.
1: Hearing from two of the speakers now, Sophia first uh, from Students for Sensible Drug Policy and then Jesse, the uh, coordinator of the Dancewise program.
0: No community has suffered more from Australia's unjust drug laws than the Indigenous community. I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. Sovereignty has not been ceded. I'm Sophia. I'm from a grassroots organisation, Students for Sensible Drug Policy, otherwise known as SSDP. <laughs> so, uh, look, we're a young group of people around Australia that are working tirelessly behind the scenes and now in front of the scenes uh, to lift up the voices of those that generally don't have a voice. The youth. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm here today to tell you that you have the authority on this one. We've left our well being and those of our friends in the hands of those that we have the most disconnect with. And that's why we're here, because we no longer will. The current measures are criminalising and penalising us, they're hurting us, and they are killing us. The current measures are based on fear. And people cannot look after themselves and each other with fear. Yeah. Please take a moment to remember the five lives we lost, the 30-plus hospitalizations, and all our friends that have been hurt, and we're not even halfway through the festival season this summer. Not to mention all the countless harms and deaths that have happened in the past. You didn't deserve this. No one who wants to go out and have a beautiful, fun time with their friends deserves this. And I am sorry. So now young people have come up with the best possible part of their solution for this, and that's pill testing. We've got the evidence there. If we can already test most of the lethal contaminants in pills, we can already start saving lives. (laughs) Woo! This is a message now to the Premier. Now, I personally don't believe that she's a bad person. I personally don't believe she wants young people to be harmed, but I do think that she doesn't see the evidence. I think she's not really understanding the evidence, but she does want the best evidence possible. The evidence, the best evidence possible that we have shown in Australia and in 30 plus countries around the world is that pill testing services reduces harm and it connects young people with health professionals so they can get the best information possible. (laughs) Evidence shows that four out of five young Australians support pill testing and would use it if it was in place. (laughs) Evidence has shown that young people who are told that their pills are likely unsafe will dispose of their pills. It does not increase drug use. (laughs) The Australian Medical Association, the College of GPs, researchers, experts, the families of those people that have sadly passed away are urging the government to put pill testing in place, and we've listened. So today, I'm so proud to announce Australia's first national youth-led campaign for pill testing called Be Heard, Not Harmed. <laughs> Be Heard Not Harm is the start of an undrawnable voice that is the youth. It is evidence-based. It is just and it's compassionate. This is the campaign that will carry over this message today to the right people that need to hear it much after this rally is over. So what I'm asking you today for Be Heard Not Harm I'm telling you that this is your platform now. This is your platform to carry over. Go to beheardnotharm.com and look at the information and statistics there. Sign the petition, donate if you can. Hashtag, use the hashtag and, and, and spread it through social media. Becam- become a campaign ambassador as well. Start a conversation with your family and your friends why pill testing is beneficial and come to the Sydney launch on the 21st of February. There's a few of us here today with yellow shirts. We're really friendly people. Come and ask us how you can get involved because the time is now to be heard and not harmed.
3: I'm Jessie Ray from the New South Wales Users and AIDS Association. We're run by and for people who use drugs, either currently or formally. I'm a coordinator of the DanceWise New South Wales program. If you haven't heard of us yet, we're a peer led outreach program, education and support made by festival heads, doofers and ravers, for festival heads, doofers and ravers. We know that we the festival community in all our glorious diversity are the best place to educate, inform and keep people safe. Here's the thing though, no illicit drug is safe, okay? Pill testing is a poor substitute for a regulated supply and it's just one piece of the whole puzzle. But let's be honest, even with an illicit supply, not every drug will kill you, this is known but a lack of education, self-care and medical access can lead to great harm and even death. We believe in compassionate support and if you need help, the first response should always be led with integrity, dignity, care and kindness, not judgment, punishment or dismissal. In contrast, in contrast our politicians deliver judgment. Just say no is a judgment call on your behavior. We all know that and we reject it. Judgment causes people to hide, and it kills them. We believe in looking out for strangers and friends alike, especially at a festival, because we're all one big family. You know what? The flower children had it right, guys. We're all connected. Any harm done to one of us is a harm done to all of us. The people who respond to calls for pill testing by saying it's their own fault, they deserve to to whatever because they put the pill in their mouth are saying that all of us here today deserve to die just because we want to get loose and boogie. We reject that too. Our logo is a wolf for a reason. A wolf pack is a perfect mechanism of social organisation. In a wolf pack, the most vulnerable are pushed to the front and stay safe behind their leader the rest of the pack follows and take the pace of the most vulnerable ones the wolf pack is a multitude who unite to protect each member and call for help when danger is present i'd like to introduce you to a fraction of our incredible volunteer team the dancewise new south wales wolf pack standing behind me we are the much maligned millennials we come from all over society we see you we are you. Our volunteers give up their time on weekends, public holidays and nights to give you the drug education and support you need. They are actual harm reduction heroes. Let them hear it. So you, you guys in the crowd, who are you going to listen to? Someone who's never taken drugs, who pushes that tired line of drugs are bad and okay just don't do them and doesn't support, know how to support you when things go south? Or are you going to listen to us, the Dancewise New South Wales Wolfpack, who give you credible, factual, unbiased drug education? (laughs) If you were able to test your substances, would you listen to harm reduction experts giving advice on what not to mix, what to avoid, and how to self-care? Of course you would! We're not stupid our generation? We have grown up with access to the black market online, endless drug research chat rooms and psychonauts leading the charge. We know that not all drugs kill. We know that the highest level of drug-related deaths in this country comes from prescription medication, tobacco and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we know this? Because they say it on the packaging. Why can't we have that for recreational drugs? Pill testing is a common sense health measure. No one in their right mind says, you got in the car, you don't deserve a seatbelt to save your life. People who who use drugs deserve those same protections. Our lives are as valuable as everyone else's. Dancewise New South Wales does not condone or promote drug use. We're not going to tell you if it's a good idea or a bad idea for you to use, but we're sure as hell going to support you in having an awesome time at a festival. We support the fact that you're all fully grown-ass adults who have paid taxes and voted for years, not some clueless, out-of-touch kids, children or teenagers who don't get it. You get it. We get it. We get you. So if you want to join us, we need you. We are an army. Check out DanceWise follow us on Facebook and show up for our community. We are making one hell of a difference and we're just getting started. So if you stand with us, howl with us! Oh! Oh! oh, oh.
5: And that was Jesse Ray from DanceWise New South Wales. And before that, we heard from Sophia from Students for Sensible Drug Policy at the big pill testing rally in Sydney yesterday. You are listening to 3CR and Psychedelia.
2: Yeah, and while um, while Sydney had the rally um, yesterday on Wednesday, we had uh, the Be Heard Not Harm launch at Revolver upstairs. um, And I was running around um, with a microphone and a camera and asking people uh, why they support pill testing.
3: I think the more information that people have and the more accessibility there is to health care that's properly, you know, purposeful and the way to minimise harm is to, to do this and, and for everything I think that's the best option and especially as a mum of a teenager. So I have two teenagers at home, one who's here with me tonight and... Um, I can't think of anything more heartbreaking as a parent.
11: Uh, well, I support pill testing because, you know, not that I take drugs, but I want to know that if my friends are taking drugs, they're going to be okay. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've seen friends have to go in back of ambulance and, and stuff, and I'm 16. Um, so I, I don't want to see that worse, which is what could happen with, with pills. Yeah, I support pill testing because, like, I don't know, I support giving people, like, the agency to know what they're doing because there's a lot of, like a and confusion around like drugs and like what you're buying may not necessarily be like what you're actually getting and it's obviously like a huge safety factor but it's also like a really nice peace of mind as a drug user knowing that the thing that you bought paid money for is the thing that you're gonna be ingesting and how like and also like then how that's gonna impact you for the next several hours, what it's gonna to do to you and like how you're gonna feel. And just, like, a general, like, yeah, it's just really, like, about safety and, like, knowing exactly what you're doing and, like, how long it's going to last is definitely, like, a big one. And just, like, a also, like, yeah, a peace of mind and, like, clarity so you know, like, what you're getting this time is at least right so you've got some level of trust in the supply chain, which is fucked up as it is because it's all illegal and unregulated so you've got no idea so as well even if you know that like you've gotten something good once it's not going to be the same every time that and to like stop deaths really like it's fucked up that in this day and age we still are experiencing like yeah the runoff of it being illegal which is terrible. Uh,
0: I think the fact that most of the public health bodies and most of the experts in the field support it it uh, shows that the evidence is overwhelmingly pointing towards bringing in pill testing and everything is regulated that we consume and the reality is drugs aren't going away so there should be some sort of regulation and observing these toxic chemicals and helping the youth of today to avoid deaths that are occurring all the time
10: um i think we have like an extremely conservative government And that's not actually reflective of how Australia is today and, you know, young people are going to do drugs and all this is is like a positive influence on their health and any kind of regulation is going to be a positive.
12: Uh, Because I don't want my friends to die.
3: Because there's more harm in not knowing. It's more reasonable. It's a logical thing. There's more harm being done with the lack of knowledge than there would be with the knowledge of what you're putting into your body. You have a right to know what you're putting in your body. Whether it's the right decision or wrong decision, it's your body.
12: Basically, I support pill testing because I don't want people to die from having fun. Mm. Um, I have taken drugs a lot in my life, and I had a great time, Most, and I, and I never really had a bad time unless there was something unexpected happen. And that was usually because I didn't know what I was taking, or I was taking it in an unhealthy way. And pill testing can help with both of those things, so pill testing can uh, help you identify what it is you're taking, Um, so if it's something you're not expecting, you can choose to throw it out, you can get rid of it, you can amend how much you're going to take of that substance, so you can be aware, more information is always good, Um, or if you're taking it for an unhealthy reason, if you go get your pill tested or your drugs checked, you can then be... Uh, encounter a, a health professional who can talk to you about your use, who can talk to you about why you're using drugs, what's your reason, you know, if you're using it to have fun, great, have fun. I've got nothing against that. If you're using it because you're trying to escape from problems in life, because you don't, uh, you don't want to deal with something or, or maybe there's something that's causing you pain and you're trying to dull the pain, Maybe then it's like, if you encounter a health professional, they might be able to at least give you information and, 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 and connect you with someone that might be able to help. Yeah. So I think it comes down to, this is probably the most rationally sound choice to make um, because people are going to take drugs, always have taken substances, um, you know, we took from the time we discovered magic mushrooms thousands and thousands of years ago, we've been taking them. Uh, Throughout history, we've used them as medicines uh, and I think we're starting to realise that. you know, Pill testing is there to reduce harms, but these substances are not only just not actually that harmful if you know what they are, they actually can be quite beneficial in a lot of ways. So, you know, pill testing can reduce harms, it can stop you, it can give you more information, but beyond that, it goes to how do we actually increase the benefits from these substances? MDMA can be used to treat post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms can be used for depression, anxiety, and, and addiction. And these are studies that are already being done. And as of just this week, it's been announced in the media that it's actually going to be happening in Australia as well. So pill testing's one part of the whole big story. Sorry, I'm going off track here. Um, but it's like when it comes to pill testing itself, you know, it's rationally sound. It's it, it makes sense because we're always going to take drugs and all we're doing is taking care of people and I think it's the most compassionate thing to do. Yeah.
4: Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's cool. So that was me running around um, Revolver Upstairs on Wednesday night at the Be Heard Not Harm campaign launch and, um, yeah, chatting to people um, about why they support pill testing which, was, which has really just bolstered um, everything that we um, had known and, like, based the campaign around is that, you know, the youth, they... They want this change. Um, they're educated, they're passionate and they've got the lived experience that just needs to be heard. Thank you very much, Andy. Andy Bain from Students for Sensible Drug Policy Australia.
1: If you want to find out more about that campaign, uh, there is a Facebook page, Be Heard Not Harmed. Um, and There is a website. Beheardnotharmed.com uh, There's um, heaps of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I
4: think there's yeah, a there's petition. A, there's there's, a, a, there's a, a
5: petition on the website and there's also a chuffed fundraiser
1: that you can donate to help push the campaign forward. So please um, do what you can to help support uh, this campaign. Um, It's not the last you're going to hear about it. In fact, this is just the first you're going to hear about it. Uh, This weekend is Rainbow Serpent Festival, so we will be uh, live at Rainbow uh, doing a panel discussion uh, on Sunday afternoon um, between... About 4 and 6 p.m. in the Lifestyle Village where we're going to be presenting a version of the show live there. It won't be live on air here but you'll hear from us the week after. Uh, Also a uh, panel with the Australian Psychedelic Society in the Lifestyle Village on Saturday afternoon for anyone uh, attending Rainbow Serpent Festival. Uh, All of those recorded and we'll be bringing them back for
2: 3CR broadcast later. Um, And anyone else um, attending Rainbow, um, keep an eye out for us um, in the yellow shirts. Yeah, we'll be... um Kind of going on, undergoing our first major campaign action at Rainbow. And um, I think there'll be some shirts for sale as well, the Be Heard Not Harmed
1: uh, shirts. There'll be a few for sale uh, at Rainbow, but there'll be more available uh, on the website later. So again, BeHeardNotHarmed.com. Uh, go find it, go check it out. Uh, and if you want more info, follow our social media. Curring up next. This See ya.
9: is in psychedelia. Comments, complaints, or contributions are welcome. Jump on the 3CR website. 3cr.org.au and head to the Enpsychedelia program page. Get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter or send us an email. Enpsychedelia does not condone or condemn people who use drugs for their choices. Our aim is to present the diverse intersections of psychoactive drugs and society. If you are concerned about your own drug use or a friend's drug use, DirectLine provides a free and confidential counselling service 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Call 1-800-888-236. And Psychedelia will be back on 3CR from 2pm next Sunday.
0: This has been a 3CR podcast you can hear in Psychedelia Live every Sunday from
4: 2pm. Head to 3cr.org.au for more.